Amen, amen. Just as that video was showing here, that is our theme for the year, which says we can do more together, one voice. And so we begin this uh, two-week sermon series on today when it says we can do more together. The sermon title for today is Complete Harmony as Followers of Christ. If you're here for the first time, I do invite you, I usually say this, if you like taking notes, if you open up your programs on the right-hand side, or fill in the blanks, uh, the answers to those fill-ins will be up on the screen and also an added uh, space for more notes if you want to add more notes, you know, during the sermon, especially other scripture references. Well, again, as I mentioned, today's title is Complete Harmony as Followers of Christ, and it is based on the uh, book of Romans, chapter 15, verses 1 through 7. If you would be so kind, please, please stand in reverence to the reading of God's word. I'll be reading from the NLT version. Your Bible may be a different translation, but the words will also be up on the screen. You want to follow along, or we can follow in the version app. So verse, uh, verse 1 begins this. We who are strong must be considerate of those who are sensitive about things like this. We must not just please ourselves. We should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. For even Christ didn't live to please himself. As the scriptures say, the insults of those who insult you, O God, have fallen on me. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. May God who gives this patience and encouragement help you live in a complete harmony with each other as is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore, accept each other, just as Christ has accepted you, so that God will be given glory. As a reading of God's word, God, at this very moment, let your word speak. Your listeners are ready to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. As we talk about we can do more together, talk about that one voice, definitely we can't escape by saying that it involves unity. In the scripture reference that was just read, the first point I want to share with you today is that unity begins by putting others before ourselves. Again, unity begins by putting others before ourselves. If we look around this, uh, this church, we will see that everyone is different. Yes, different because they have different gifts, different talents, different abilities. Now, during our praise series that we just concluded last week, I mentioned that the Christian life is never meant to be lived alone. However, the unity, it is meant to be lived in relationship. And unity is a huge deal with the Lord and his church. In fact, in the Bible, there are over 51 another commands. When we are not in unity, it impacts our testimony as the church. You can usually tell, and I, and I share this, you can usually tell when you first walk into a church if they are healthy and unified. You can also tell those who are not healthy, those who are not unified, eventually and sadly die. 
That is why unity is so important to God. I want to be able to provide you with a great example of what our church did to go with this first point. The first point that says unity begins by putting others before ourselves. A great example of it happened in July uh, when we talked about the week-long VBS. And I know that we took a moment that week to, to share all that would happen, but I wanted to remind you. Because it's a great example of what unity is all about. How people of all ages, of all gifts, and all talents and abilities come together for the purpose. So I'm going to point your attention up to the screens because there's going to be some pictures as I share what's happening there. You have the, your artists who design and build the stage. You have the volunteers who live their week on the stage. The MCs, the actors, and dancers. You have the writers who write out the skits, the openings, and the closings. You have the teachers who take the material and make it come alive. You have the tech arts department. They create videos, make sure that the sound works and that the lighting is correct and on point. You have the office personnel who help promote the event, and they print needed materials. You have all the volunteers who guide and give direction to hundreds of children and getting them to where they need to be and try their best to be on time. There is the uh, recreation uh, team. They make the games fun, engaging, and enjoyable, not only for the children, but if you're, if you're ever here, you can actually see how much the adults are also enjoying them. Then you have Pastor Gill's favorite team, the snack team, <laughs> who make every night exciting and different. You then have the craft team. They plan months ahead of time to decide uh, what they want to do, get the supplies ordered, organize volunteers for prep work, and then join the other volunteers for the week. And then you have all those people in church who are praying for the children and volunteers. We can't forget about you. If you remember that week that you know, prior to VBS, we were giving out little slips that had the names of each volunteer and, and child that was already registered for that week. Thank you so much for your prayers. And there is the Pottstown missions team. That as they served in Pottstown, they came to serve in VBS, but also they had to reset the chairs in the chapel twice during that week because we had funerals. Taken down, putting, that, uh, putting them back up, they had the heart to serve. Our custodial staff were amazing as well as the greeters and the registration people and the closeout and the checkout people who help keep the children safe and that everyone gets to the right parents. And of course, there is our fearless leaders, Amy Bates, Andrea, and Amy, all served as co-directors. I know that there are other areas that made an impact in the life of the children and other volunteers and for this church, but let me add a few more things we experienced. There were no infighting. There was no infighting. There was no yelling and screaming. Well, other than when they were encouraged, right, to do so. And I know of one, Mr. Dale, I mean, he would really bring out these kids and just, all right, in the count of three, let's scream, you know. I remember that. 
other than the story time, if you, uh, we had Pastor Gil uh, be the, the, uh, the, the uh, Pharaoh. Other than the drama, uh, there, excuse me, other than the story time, there was no drama. It was amazing how God bound us together for the cause of Christ and these wonderful children. I think it was saying it was awesome. If you didn't get a time to come out that one night and, and see everything, I mean, oh, you can only hear it, but if you see it, it speaks so much more volume. And I pray that you're able to come out next year and just see all the things that are happening. That's how we come together, by putting others before ourselves. In verse 5 of this scripture, the Bible says, May God, who gives this patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other as it's fitting for followers of Christ Jesus, then all of you can join together with one voice. Say one voice. One voice. With one voice, giving praise and glory to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the second point I want to share with you is that live in complete harmony having one voice. One of the areas in our lives where we can accomplish this is through worship. How awesome it is even today as I, I, I was in the back and just seeing people, some raising hands or just coming together with one voice to worship. As we are moved by the precious Holy Spirit to worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as we are led by the worship leaders coming together. And you can sing out and not worry about it if you can't keep a tune. Amen. Amen. <laughs> but, <laughs> But you know what? It's, it's that coming together to form that one harmony. I'm always amazed of when the church choirs do this. There are, each, in, each person is an individual that has gone through life and their own journeys. They have seen their struggles. They have only, they've also seen the joys and celebrations in life. But when they come together to sing and being led by the director, when they are coming, it's not just the one uh, you know, I don't know how they call them. You know, you got the sopranos and the tenors. It's not all broken up. They come together and they make that harmonious sound. Each member of that choir is an individual, but when they come together, they can accomplish more. You see, there are times when there is a soloist in the, when the choir is singing and the choir is backing them up at various times during the song. But what happens when there's not when there's no soloist, but you could actually hear just only I mean one person stand out in the midst of a choir. It's supposed to be one sound. God bless you. Well, here's the part, you know, I don't know if you knew this, but this is our United Methodist hymnal. And John Wesley actually wrote directions of how to sing. Yeah, this is this is, you know, I, when I first saw this, I just started laughing. It says this. I'm going to give you a few of them, okay? Learn these tunes before you learn any others. Afterwards, learn as many as you please, right? Sing them exactly as they are printed here without altering or mending them at all. And if you have learned to sing them otherwise, unlearn it as soon as you can. <laughs> sing all. See that you join with the congregation as frequently as you can. Let not a slight degree of weakness or weariness hinder you. If it is a cross you take, excuse me, if it is a cross to you, 
Take it up and you will find it a blessing. Sing lustily and with good courage. Beware of singing as if you are half dead or half asleep. I'm not making this up. But lift up your voices with strength. Be no more afraid of your voice now, no more ashamed of its being heard than when you sung the songs of Satan. Right here. It says, sing modestly. Do not bawl so as to be heard above or distinct from the rest of the congregation that you may not destroy the harmony. But strive to unite your voices together so as to make one clear melodious sound. 1761. You know, why, why he, would, he would say that? Because back then, you know, they didn't have all the instruments that you have here, you know, to lead the type of service. But they, one of the uh, seminary courses I took, they were sharing that the, uh, John Wesley and Charles Wesley, his brother, they would go to the, and get the bar tunes. What was really popular in those times, you know, those days, and they would put Christian lyrics to those bar tunes because they wanted to make sure that if they were coming to hear the message, that something engaged them, something connected with them. And so therefore, at least if they didn't know exactly the same wording, or the, all the wording, at least they would know the tune of the song. Can I give you an example? Sure. All right. Thank you. Thank you. How many of you know? The song that says, uh, I don't know if it's titled this way, we will, we will. Okay, so, all right, good, good, right? So I'm going to do that, okay? But, but I, I'm going to ask your participation here, okay? I'm going I'm to ask you to go like this. Keep it going. Now, if I was John Wesley or, Tra or Charles Wesley, this is almost an example, all right? Jesus was a fool, do 40 days without food, lived his life by the golden rule. He died in my place, amazing grace, spreading his love all over the place, right? So instead of saying, we will, we will rock you, I'm going to say, we will, we will praise him, okay? And everybody can join in together, say, we will, we will praise him. Amen, amen. We will, we will praise him. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Right. <laughs> you probably didn't know any of the lyrics that I just said. But you kept the tune, you kept the beat, huh? And that's what Charles and John Wesley want to be able to do. When they gather together that one voice, that they will remember, okay, I don't know all the words, but I do know the tune. Let's go along with it. It's so awesome to be able to have that. Thank you so much for joining in. You know, that being said, it's certainly hard, ladies and gentlemen, to, for, the, for the pastor for worship or myself, to, uh, when we select songs. It may be songs that you don't know. It may be songs that you do know. It's kind of tough to uh, every weekend to select songs that you do know. Now, if you only know them, then there's nothing new happening. So uh, I pray that you are, are open to, re to knowing and learning new songs. Some of you like uh, the old-time uh, favorite hymns. Some of others like the more modern, contemporary Christian songs, while others like both. 
And we must keep in mind when, when we come to worship, we must go beyond the style and the genre that is being presented. We need to remember why we gather for worship in the first place, and especially who we come to worship. When we make the worship about us, we lose the mark and will not experience complete fulfillment. In fact, when you make the service about you, there's a high chance that you will leave out of the sanctuary feeling empty. And when that happens, you find other ways to fill that void. And those other ways sometimes can hurt you and bring trouble to you and or others in your surroundings. However, however, when we come with a prepared mindset that says something like this, you know, just during the week, don't wait until Sunday morning, as I shared before. As you go and prepare for the weekend to come to worship, prepare your mind. By saying something, God, I don't know what songs have been selected for this upcoming week. I may know them, and I may not. God, I don't know what the preacher is going to be preaching that day. But what I do ask God is that your spirit be felt. That whether our ups and downs that we've experienced throughout this week, our trials and tribulations, and the tragedies that have taken place, and God, that we can come to you because we seek you. There's a different mindset in that. And we say about letting all the voices of all the believers sing freely to you, God. Whether it's a refresher for something I already know or something that's revealed to me for the very first time. But I ask God, Lord, is that your presence be felt. Let us come together unified with one voice and worship you. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, Jesus, let your name be glorified. Amen. Amen. That's what our mindset, preparing ourselves, not only when you come through these doors, but already preparing yourself. Maybe you had a hard week, ladies and gentlemen, but you forgot to prepare your mindset. Even when you wake up in the morning on Sunday and you decide to come to worship, it's already starting to change the mindset of saying, I'm I want to go prepared. I want to go open to receive of your blessings. Unity allows us to make that one sound, one voice. And most importantly, the world will see Christ in us when we live in unity. Verse 7. Therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. Accept each other just as Christ has accepted you. The third point I want to share with you today, when we accept each other, it will bring glory to God. What would that look like? It is found in the recognition and understanding that we are not perfect. Christians should understand that we are different and that we have to make allowances for each other's shortcomings. Let us not dare look down on any other individual who may look different, speak different, or live different than you. 
It is found in the power of love, the unity, and forgiveness. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 31 and 32, the Bible says to get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Be kind and gentle to one another, forgiving one another. We say the Lord's Prayer every week, and as Jesus taught his disciples, it is a reminder for us that, <laughs> it says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. A key word in action for Christians is forgiveness. It's a great gift that we can give each other. When we love and care for each other, it is a sign to the world. When we live in unity, it can set the way to be a world changer. It can only be forgiven as we forgive. It is in the recognition that we all sin and fall short of God's will for us. But it is through the redemptive power of our Lord Jesus Christ that we have reassurance that we can be made new and whole again and again and again and again, day after day after day after day. I've shared with you that another day of life is another day of opportunity. The opportunity to get things right with God, with yourself, and with others. Another day of opportunity to take care of unforgiven grudges or unspoken love. Those are only a few examples of what it is, what it looks like to accept each other so that it will bring glory to God. So unity begins by putting others before ourselves. Encourage you to live in complete harmony, having that one voice. And when we accept each other, it will bring glory to God. Ladies and gentlemen, as we were preparing, we talked about this year-long year theme. Our pastors get, to get together and, and talk about what the sermon series are going to be like, and we try to do so on a yearly basis. We didn't have in mind that uh, we were going to be closing out on our, on our deal and our settlement with uh, North Campus this past week, that all of a sudden I can come before your presence and say, look, I got the keys. Yay. Amen, amen, right? We didn't set this up, you know, last year or several months ago. We didn't know. It just lined up. It's so encouraging to see, you know, we, we shared the vision. And let me tell you something. There were some ups and downs in the midst of this journey. It wasn't easy. As you remember, in the fall, we were asking for pledges and to be able to get this building back in December. And the last day was December 28th. And then as leadership council and others, we were like, we, we can't do it. And so we had to tell the YMCA, no, we have to uh, bail out of that, of that uh, agreement or that uh, commitment. And then it comes around February. Late February and then March, I started visiting, you know, it was that fire still within me. And we're, we're, we're saying, oh, my goodness, other people are looking at the property. And I'm thinking, my God, God. You, you put it in our hearts that it, it will be great for the community. And now I'm hearing that other people are checking out the property and, and maybe making offers. Come on, God. You know, one of those things. 
I'm being honest with you, because I can see the things that we can do as a church for our community. Yes, for our sports programs, our, our youth ministry, but also the community-centered events that people, as we prepare, and I've already shared with you that the township believes the statistics that by 2030, almost 6,000 new residents here in this township alone. We as a church get to be prepared for that, letting them know that we're making a difference and we want to make a positive difference. And we see that God, you know, in the midst of we can do more together, I'm thinking, okay, that didn't happen. And then we were able to raise so many uh, pledges to be able to even make an offer. And yeah, I don't know about if, if you know this, ladies and gentlemen, but it's okay to say it now because we signed off on it. I believe it's also God because they were asking 1.2, that was the asking price, $1.2 million. And by the grace of God, I come before you, our trustees were able to sign the settlement at $825,000. So we're so thankful that you have been patient throughout because we are really trying to dot the I's, cross the T's, make sure that everything's lined up so that way we can get it at such a great a price. But beyond the great price, what we as a church can do with it. So thank you for it. In the midst of being silent, there were so many things that were happening behind the scenes. So thank you for your continued prayers. Throughout these uh, upcoming weeks, we're going to be uh, finding out what we're able to do, you know, patching and painting and things. And we'll let you know. That way, seeing how you're able to be a part of this great thing. And then as we start and we open it up, we're able to then start making a difference. Let it be not only an excitement for me, but I pray that you're excited as well. Because we don't really know every, all the answers to the questions but if we look back and we see how God was able to place us in a position that we're able to do this, to God be the glory. Amen. That's all I can say. Because I got, I'm being honest with you, there were times I'm thinking, okay, this is done. This is done. And then the next morning, here's the Spirit of God. No, we're not done yet. Okay, all right, you know, you know just what can we do? And you answer. And so much more can be done. So as God lined up, you know, here's on Tuesday that it's signed off and we start the series of We Can Do More Together that began, you know, several months ago at the end of last year. Lining things up, here's God. I'm looking forward to how we're going to make a difference. Continued difference as this church has done. Think about it in comparison. I'm going to end with this. This building here, when they were back in the chapel, at that time was a sanctuary, it was almost a $4 million, this right here, $4 million, comparing it to 825 and how we're able to continue to do ministries and programs. The faith of people. It wasn't one person, it was a church. And we as a church today are able to say, you know what, we can do the do this together as a unified body doing this not for us so that way we can tell the, the community and others saying look at us but that way we can say look at God let us pray loving God we are thankful for your love grace mercy forgiveness 
uh, uh, lining things up, even when we thought things were already done here, your spirit was moving. The excitement, Lord, of uh, knowing that we got the, the location and, and how we're looking forward to how it's going to be utilized for your glory. That people will not be just be looking, you know, looking at the church and saying, oh, that's just the church here. But how we're able to say anything we do is to present Jesus Christ to others. Whether it's through our sports ministries or, or life groups or other community-centered events that we can invite people to, uh, to be a part of. Whether through prayer or whether to come to worship. Help us and guide us throughout this whole time. But we can't do this alone. We can do it together, but we're asking, being led by the precious movement of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as a reminder, as the next steps is pray for unity in this church as we faithfully seek opportunities to become known for Christ's love in our community. And with the acquisition of the uh, North Campus, continue to pray as we begin this new chapter in the church's story. Remember, we can do more together. And as always, if you need prayer after the uh, service is done, our lay pastor and Stephen ministers will be up on the front. They want to be able to pray with you and for you. May God's love, peace, and guidance of the precious Holy Spirit be with each and every one of you until we see each other again. God's people will all say, Amen. 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 Please stand for the clothing songs.